Hello and welcome to the Magical Learning Podcast for this week. This week we're lucky enough to be joined by Sherry Skeens, who's worked with people like Robin Sharma in the past, and today we're talking about being the spotlight that helps others shine. Sherry's amazing at it, you'll hear from her energy how much she exudes the energy of giving people a spotlight and how to help them out and how to help them be the best versions of themselves. If you need this for yourself or others, it's a perfect chat. Enjoy and have a magical week. Hello everybody and welcome to the Magical Learning Podcast for this week. As you can tell by the title, we have another guest today, which is very exciting. We love having guests on. Uh, But we'll get to them in a second. Uh, Let's catch up with our regular team and see how they're going. Uh, Graham, how are you going this week? Hey Jess, I'm I'm exceptionally well. Thank you for asking. Uh, It's Friday, the sun is shining, the grass is growing, the birds are singing, uh, as far as I can tell, the snakes are still sleeping. So, and we've got Sherry on the show. So, very excited, very excited. <laughs> yes, let's uh, hope the snakes stay down at least for the rest of the episode. You know, that's at least if they can give us that. You know, <laughs> small wins. Small wins small are good. <laughs> awesome, um, Danette. How are you going this week? Really good, thanks, Jess. Sorry, I was on mute. Um, had a great week, bit of travel this week, and off to Windy Wellington in New Zealand tomorrow. So very excited and super excited to see Sherry. Sherry's awesome, just for anyone who doesn't know Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's great and excited for your travel next week. That's very cool. Um, Al, how have you been? Oh, I'm a little bit nervous today, Jess. I'll Spent a lot of time down at the beach watching those guys out on kite surfers thinking, imagine if I could do that. And today I am having my first kiteboarding lesson straight after the podcast. So really looking forward to that. That is so awesome. That's very cool, Al. (laughs) Al, um, we probably need to have a quick chat about workers' compensation insurance outside (laughs) of this session. (laughs) Renee said something similar. (laughs) Well, I hope you have fun with that, Al. That's very cool. Excited for to hear next week how that went. Uh, yeah, and uh, also just in Melbourne today, it's also a great day. Finally, we're starting to get up into the 20s of weather, which is very cool. So it's starting to get nice and warm. And I'm a little bit solar powered, so it's always good when there's extra sun. So uh, very excited. Uh, and also, we're also joined by our guest today, Sherry Skeens. Sherry, how are you this week? I'm great, actually. I can share in some of Al's nervousness there since, you know, this is my first podcast, but uh, Graham and Danette are amazing. So I'm excited for today. Awesome. And we're so excited to have you. So excited uh, for people, all the audiences out there to hear your voice for the first time on a podcast. Very exciting. Uh, Today, we are going to be talking about being the spotlight that helps others shine, which you have a lot of experience in and we're so excited to get into it. But for people that may not know too much about you, Sherry, do you want to give us a little bit about uh, who you are? Yeah, sure. I've been in the event planning business for over 20 years now, not to age myself, but um, it's been a long time. And I've had the opportunity of working with some incredible speakers over uh, that time, including uh, for the past 12 years, I worked with Robin Sharma, who many of your audience may know. Um, and uh, currently I'm working with uh, another speaker, author, Eric Edmeads, who is also really fantastic. And so it's kind of been an area that I fell into and I absolutely love it. So yeah, that's basically what I do. That's awesome. And thank you so much, Sherry. And just so people know, the, so the topic today is being the spotlight that helps others shine. And then even before the podcast started, Sherry was already suggesting other people we should have on the podcast. It was amazing. Sherry never stopped. So we love that. Um, 
I might just jump straight into the questions today because I'm so excited to hear what you have to say. So I might start with Danette. So Danette, what's your question? And tell us a little bit about why you picked it. So I picked this really just to get um, Sherry's ideas because Sherry is so good at what she does. Um, and we've known Sherry for a very long time. What is it? And so my question is, what are the qualities, attitudes and behaviours of someone who is great at being um, the spotlight that helps others to shine? So really supporting those that are out front. Sure. I think one of the most important things would be about um, being resourceful. I think one of the things that you really need to be able to do is to um, think quickly, to have that critical thinking ability, to kind of anticipate not only what could potentially happen, but also that person's needs. So, you know, when you work closely with someone uh, for a long time, you get to know like, what are their habits? What are their behaviors? What are their preferences? And so being able to make sure that all of those things are kind of taken care of first allows that space for when there is an emergency or something that random happens that you couldn't even possibly think of. You have the free mind share to be able to think about what you can do and how you can handle that situation. So that I think ties in there with the critical thinking and the resourcefulness. And I think probably the most important thing is to be caring. I think that you really have to care about that person so that you can make sure that things go smoothly for them. I, I think that's really what it boils down to. It's like, I want their job and their role to be easier. And so what can I do to take things off of their plate in order for them to do what they do best? Awesome answer. Thank you, Sherry. And the other one I'd say, and this is sort of a little bit of a follow-up. Many times I've observed you and you're always calm. So what's your secret there? <laughs> I think that's one of the things that comes with event planning because there's so many um, fires that can happen in those events. And one of the things that I learned very early on is that no matter what happens backstage, you never want that to bleed out into the front of house. And so whatever we have to deal with backstage, we do. But as soon as you're on stage, it's like you've gone through the door and you were on stage that entire time and all eyes are watching you and people are picking up on your energy. And so not just the energy of the person that's on stage, but the energy in the room. And so if I'm demonstrating any sort of chaos or confusion or uncertainty, that's going to filter out. And so it's almost like you are the holder of the energy for the event. And you really need to make sure that you remain that calm. I think one of the greatest compliments I received was from Jim Donald, who used to be the CEO of Starbucks. And he brought, he's famous for writing handwritten notes. And he wrote me a little handwritten note. And he was like, you're like a swan. Um, you know, you're, you're totally calm on the water, but underneath your feet are just paddling like crazy, but nobody knows anything that's going on down there. So I think that describes it really well. It's like be a swan. It's got to be graceful. You've got to be calm and um, you never want to be running around unless there's an actual fire. So it's just about holding that energy and that space for everybody. Oh, it's, that's nice. a beautiful answer. Thank you. I was, um, I was thinking, Sherry, that uh, getting into so if if you can't do the the swan over here we we talk about or down here we talk about ducks on the pond but it's the same it's the same sort of thing yeah um, but I I suspect that if you if you don't find a way of being able to stay calm you're not going to last in the in the event management space for very long are you 
No, and it's funny because some people on our team absolutely had a lot of anxiety about the events and you could just tell. And so those people, we tended to keep in the back room organizing all the swag in boxes so that they were kind of contained yep. and we were able to be outside. <laughs> so it's not for everybody. It's really not. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other word that jumped into my mind, sorry, just to take over for a second, was um, adaptability. Um, mm. which is a really hot topic and has been for a couple of years now, but I suspect, in, again, in that event planning, event management, um, the ability, you know, as you said before, to be able to pivot and adapt to the unexpected, hugely important. Yeah, and it's not just a, that, but also, like, you never know when the pressure is on the person that you're working with, right, how they're going to be. And so if there's pressure on them from either personal or outside or something doesn't go right at the event and they're feeling that, it's even more important to be adaptable and be able to like, okay, normally they like things this way, but today, well, for some reason we need to go that extra step. So, you know, that's really about being adaptable to that and, and in all aspects of it. And same thing, you know, we've had events where there's been major um, world tragedies that happen. And so mm. how do we adapt what we're doing to still honor, you know, what's happening in the what's world? Happening? So, it's, yeah. you know, people are affected everywhere. Nice. Thank you. Um, and Sherry, I might even just piggyback kind of off that one. Uh, I just want to get your thoughts on this, just based on what we've just been talking about. Um, in some jobs that I've worked in, uh, some uh, grocery stuff, some cafe type stuff, uh, they tell me a lot that, it's important to prepare even when it's quiet just because you never, like you were just saying, you never know when it's about to get busy and then all of a sudden you need to be prepared. Is there much of that uh, when you're doing sort of support work like this? Yeah, all the time. I mean, one of the things that we do is always prepare, you know, the day before. So we want to make sure that whatever is going in my head before I go to bed that night, I've got my list. So when I get up in the morning, I actually have it written down. Here's what we're going to do step by step. So I don't even have to think about the stuff that I can prepare for so that if anything does come up, I'm already, that's already on autopilot and I'm good to go. I think um, the other part to that is that, uh, um, I forgot what I was going to There was going to be another point, but I forgot. <laughs> that's all right. Well, I'm sure we'll come back to it at some point. Um, I might jump yeah. into Marg's question, who's not here, but uh, Marg has sent in a question, which is, what are some ways we can help our teammates shine in a work environment? I really liked that question. And I think that one of the best ways to do it is just recognizing and taking an interest in people that you work with. So a lot of companies have like daily huddles and they've incorporated shout outs and people, you know, will say kind of just like a generic thing. But um, if someone else has a unique ability or if they have some hobby that they do even outside of work, if you can show an interest in them, that just helps to foster that whole, you know, teamwork environment where people really care about each other and support each other. And, um, you know, having little things that happen. So, for example, let's say two members of a team, one of them is really great at Excel spreadsheets and the other one needs an Excel spreadsheet, but it's going to take them like 45 minutes to figure it out. If you already have that bond between you, um, because you already know things, you can go to that person and be like, hey, you know what, I really struggle with, you know, creating this sheet. And I know you do it so quickly and so well, would you mind helping me out with this? So it can also help to foster that productivity in the workplace, just by, you know, recognizing them. And sometimes people get recognized for things that they don't even realize is something that other people 
want to acknowledge. Like lots of times people say, oh, you know, you've done this or you've done that. And so that person, they're like, that was nothing. Like I just do that every day. And they're like, yeah, but I could never do that. And so if you start to have those open dialogues in your meetings or just little notes that go back and forth to each other, that that goes a long way to help people come out of their shell more and do other things for each other and just support the overall team growth and development. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. It's it's so interesting and such a cool way to look at it, I think. Um, you know, so that's uh, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Sherry. Um, I might jump into, and this is, I guess, sort of um, in a similar vein, I might jump into Liv's question. And Liv sent in, how can we encourage others to be this spotlight shining? I think that when people realize how much they can help somebody feel better. Like, I think genuinely people care about each other. And so, especially people you work with, you know, if you know that one little thing that you say can turn their day around, why wouldn't you want to say it? And I think sometimes people are hesitant to say nice things. Like, you know, I could see somebody walking down the street and I love their outfit or something. I'd be like, hey, that's an awesome outfit. You know, like, why wouldn't you say that if I thought it? Why wouldn't it come out of my mouth? It doesn't, you know, I'm not saying it, for any reason other than because I really like that outfit. And then it turns around that makes that person feel really good. I was at the airport the other day and three people commented on my backpack. I didn't think it was anything great, but three people and all of a sudden, so then I sent a message to the person who actually told me about the backpack. And I was like, hey, you know what? Great call on the backpack. I just got three compliments at the airport today. And she was like, I know, right? So it just it just helps to elevate your 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 feelings and your emotions and, and it makes everybody feel good. So I think everybody should find ways to find something that they admire about somebody else and really, you know, say it. Like Graham and Danette, they give the best hugs out of anybody I've ever met in my entire life. And so every time you see them, you want to give them a hug. So I think it's really good to find those things and, and just say it out loud. I love that. That's so that's so sweet as well. Such a nice story about the backpack as well. And it's so true. It can just apply to anything. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Sherry, can you um can you share a link to the backpack? Please, because now I'm curious. <laughs> sure, I, I wonder, sorry, just just to jump in whether we could um sort of summarize the, the story you just shared by saying to everybody on planet Earth today, um, because I know you're all listening to this podcast at some point be more Canadian. <laughs> so we need just be nice. You think it's just Canadians? No, but it's a good place no. to start. True. Yeah. Maybe we can all just try a little bit of Tim Hortons or something, you know, we can just dip our toes in and see if that's enough. Um, <laughs> um I might, uh, I might is, this, is this show being sponsored now? <laughs> uh, yeah, actually. And you can get two for one. Uh, anyway, um, so there, there we go. Nice mug. Nice mug. <laughs> that was um, from someone. And is it that... Armit? Armit. <laughs> Thank you, Armit. Yeah. Armit, if you're listening, still Thanks. has a Tim Hortons mug. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and for those that are listening, just an amazing coincidence. Graham is drinking out of a Tim Hortons mug. That was not planned, but it is beautiful. And Tim Hortons, if you're listening, we're apparently across it, so that's good. <laughs> um, Al, I might throw over to you because I think your question kind of uh, bounces off to this. So, Al, what is your question? And tell us a little bit about why you chose it as well. Yeah, Sherry, my question, I guess, comes from the contrast of what we've been talking about. We're growing up you now with my mates, young males, very ego-based we were all fighting for the spotlight. And when one of us got to the top of the tree, the rest would jump in and with that tall poppy syndrome and cut him down. 
And that sort of led me to, you know, what are some of the benefits of helping other people to shine? Yeah, you know, that's funny. I've heard that saying, and every time I hear it, it actually disturbs me because I feel like, why would anybody do that? You know, like there's enough in the world for everybody to win. And so I don't know why someone feels like they need to put someone else down to make themselves feel better. And, and I don't know if that's um, a generational thing that was passed down and that, you know, that's kind of how things were. Like you, someone had to stand out, so it had to be you and not anybody else. But mm -hmm. I really feel like that's a sad um, syndrome. And, and I really hope that that disappears because I feel like everybody can win. And so um, I know there's a lot of competition there's a lot of ego, um, you know, and it doesn't matter at what level, you know, whether it's the boys on the playing field or it's the celebrities out there, um, you know, that does exist. But I think if you're truly coming from that place where you know and believe that everybody can win, then why not shine a light on everybody else? Like not everybody is good at everything. And so different people have different unique abilities. And so just because Danette is the best hugger in the world, that doesn't mean I still can't go and hug people. I'm not going to stop. Okay, Graham, second best. Graham's the first, maybe, whatever. See, but it doesn't matter because they're both going to continue hugging everybody, right? Like, it's not like they're going to stop because, well, Graham is the best and so nobody else can have that. And I think that's one of the issues that we have is like, everybody's trying to own one thing out there and, and then be the best. But there can be more than one person that is really, really good at what it is that they do. And even if you have the same kind of message, you're still set, um, sharing it with a different delivery. And so it may resonate with one person one way. And if someone else shares that message, it's going to resonate with them another way. And we all hear things differently. So just because, you know, you like one particular author um, doesn't mean I have to, but it doesn't mean that your author is wrong because I like this other author. I feel like we can all, you know, we all have different unique um, things that we like and that we gravitate to. And, and again, I think the overall message is that there, there's enough wins for everybody. Absolutely, Sherry. I love that idea of abundance. And you know, I really resonate with the idea of the Excel spreadsheet where if somebody does that naturally, you know, that's something that we can leverage and you know, we'll have something that we can give back in return that you know, we do or what comes easy for us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's just recognizing those talents in each other, right? Like, and, yeah. and it's okay to own that, right? Like, absolutely. I think we need to stop being shy about that. Oh, thanks, Sherry. Um, Sherry, I might jump into my question now because I think it kind of has to do with this, but I did just want to mention based off of your last answer and I guess everything that you've been saying today, I think you have a really uh, cool. Uh, energy when it comes to when you're talking before about having like people being a holder of the energy of a space it seems you're very open to a lot of different types of things it seems like in terms of what what can be a talent what is you know what is a positive attribute in someone so that's really nice it's very refreshing I'm really enjoying this chat so thanks so much for that and I guess kind of jumping off of that uh, when you're looking at more unrefined talent or unique talent are there particular traits that you look to highlight or are looking for in general over others 
I think it doesn't really matter what the talent or the trait is. I think the most important thing is that that person is passionate about what they're doing. So if I'm going to get behind somebody, I want to know that they are so committed to it and they don't have to be the best. They could just be starting out and they're so passionate about getting their message out there that that's really it. If I can shine my light on them to make it easier for them, no matter what level they're at, they are then going to impact one person, 10 people, 100 people, 1,000 people, hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people. It doesn't matter. It's all starting from that one place. And so just having just knowing that I think then anybody could get behind anybody else because you know there's that quote about the starfish right where the guy's walking along the beach picking up the starfish and he's throwing them back in and some guy goes around like what are you doing like that you're never going to save them all he's like no but it makes a difference to that one and so you know just one person changing their trajectory makes a huge difference and if you think about it that's what teachers are doing right they're impacting all these kids and sometimes they shine a light on somebody and that changes their entire life and so I think that that is true in anything, in a, in a meeting, in a, in your household, in your family, in, in an auditorium full of people, you never know who it's going to touch and what they're going to do with that information. I, I love that. And uh, just sort of as a quick follow-up, um, I love, I love the idea of the best trait being passion. I agree with that. You can always see it on people when they, they love things. It's always amazing to watch. Uh, I guess in, in your role sometimes, have there been moments when you're working with someone who may be a little bit like less passionate about what they're doing, like maybe they're having a day where they're just, you know, having an off day. Is there anything that you can do to sort of help encourage them on those days or, yeah? hundred percent. And I think it's really important that if you're working closely with someone that you know their why, like what are they doing it for in the first place? Because if you can be the one then to remind them about that in that moment or help them to see um, share some feedback that maybe someone shared with you or that was received on social or whatever, right? Like you, you have access to so much information now online and anywhere. And so if you, any little thing that you can gather, that's going to show them to help them come back to that light and to come back to their energy that they have so that they can go, yeah, this is why I'm doing this. And you're right. Some people have an off day and that's okay too. They don't have to be on hundred percent of the time. But when it's needed, you want to make sure that they have that ability to tap back into it themselves so that they can also hold that flame and continue going because what they do have to say is important. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sherry. Great insights. I've loved this. So thank you so much. I'll throw to uh, Graham now. Graham, what's your question? And maybe tell us a little bit about why you chose it. Um, thanks, Jess. So actually, before I get to that, um, have you got a couple of hours, Sherry? <laughs> for you Graham anytime uh, seriously it's um, I just love where because uh, I, I normally have you know some preconceived ideas of where a conversation might go and and this one's gone in some really beautiful places but I just wanted to touch on one of the things that um, you shared in response to Jez's question about um, you know just acknowledging other people and and the impact uh, and you know Jess was talking about your comment around being the holder of the energy in a space and yeah we can tell when someone's passionate about something not only can you see it but you can feel it they don't have to say anything but if you if you're paying attention you, know, you can tell that there's there's some beautiful energy there and and just the going down the rabbit hole then of thinking about um our capacity for influencing and impacting others around us through the energy that we carry both positive and negative but the positive energy you know the beautiful energy impacts a lot more a lot more quickly um 
So, and I think one of the things that, that I was thinking about was, you know, you know the, the comment you made about you never know when something you do or say might have an impact for someone else, might help somebody else. So it's like, we should do this. We must do this simply because it's a good thing to do. Mm -hmm. End of story. And it's, it, it reminded me the, um, of a quote from the Reverend Ted Costello, who at one point was the CEO of World Vision in Australia. Uh, and he talked once about the, uh, this idea of conspicuous compassion, um, where people were you know, doing something good for other people, but then they were letting everybody know how wonderful they were because they'd done you know, that good thing for that group or that person, whatever it happened to be. Um, and how that was becoming more of a trend. And and this comes back to the spotlight thing too, I think. Oh, sorry, it's a bit of a rambling sort of intro, but we'll get there, hopefully. So getting people out of the idea that being like a celebrity, being in the spotlight is a good thing to do, but simply acknowledging that you can help others simply by showing up as a good version of yourself, whatever that means for you. And, you know, back to Al's question earlier about how you acknowledge other people and just recognising that, um, <laughs> even commenting on someone's backpack or the fact that, you know, they're wearing a, a, a bright shirt or they've got a beautiful smile or I really like your laugh, whatever it happens to be. It doesn't have to be big, but it can have an impact. Sorry. That was um, very clear. It was a lot clearer in my head. Jez, you're going to have your work cut out for you when it comes to editing this podcast. So anyway, my question, and my question really came out of um, something that I've been sort of mulling over in my head for quite a while. I think COVID probably amplified it a bit. Um, and it's this this idea, and, I, and I've got a a rough sort of outline for a book around it, but Part of it is rethinking um, the striving for success. And, and, you know, social media in particular, most of the media out there today, but social media in particular for a long time has been, um, you know, we, we applaud, we loud people who, um, who achieve amazing things. And then you've got a whole bunch of people out there who are selling a whole bunch of programs to um, because they want you to believe that you can also be there and that actually being there, being in the spotlight, being hugely, hugely successful is really important. Um, Forbes apparently have just released their latest list of the, I think it was the 400 richest people in America. Who cares? Seriously, at the end of the day, who cares? So my question was, um, you know, social media wants us all to believe, I think, that being in the spotlight is a measure, measure of success. Um, and, and the question was a sort of semi-rhetorical one. You know, can we still shine by being a spotlight for others rather than being in the spotlight? That was the second longest question in the history of the English language, just in case you're wondering. I was going for the Guinness record, but didn't quite get there. Over to you, Sherry. <laughs> well, I think, first of all, it comes down to what matters to you, you know, like not everybody wants to be a celebrity. And I think that having this um, 
benchmark that unless you have a million followers, you don't get your blue check mark or, you know, whatever the criteria is that they've established and that people think they haven't made it until they have that. I feel like that's really doing a disservice to a lot of people out there who have incredible messages, who have incredible things to say. And it doesn't even have to be that you're an Instagram influencer. You could be the influencer in your household. You could be the person that's breaking that generational um, trauma that's happened in your family. You could be breaking the addiction cycle that's going on in your family. Like that's a leader. That's someone who is shining a light on other people. And it doesn't need to be like, hey, I'm doing this. You know, it's just a, this is what matters to me. And this is what makes me want to shine from the inside out. It's really comes down to a personal thing. Like why you, we all have that glint in our eyes. We all have that passion inside our heart. And so why would you not want to live every day that way? And the more that you focus on it in other people, the more that it's going to shine out from you. And so that's, you know, like energy attracts like energy. And like you said, the more positive energy that you put out there, the more positive energy you're going to attract to you. And the more that you're going to see it because you're constantly you know, looking for it. And the good is there everywhere. Sure, there are some negative things that happen too, but then you have to figure like, what is going on for that person that's making them so hurt, especially during COVID. There's so many people that have yeah. forgotten what it means to be neighborly, to be respectful, to be in, in out in public with other people again. You know, it's like, oh, you're annoying me just by breathing. Well, really? <laughs> You know, like, come on. So if you can change, you know, we're in control of our mind, we're in control of our thoughts. So if you wake up every day and and think to yourself, what am I going to see that's good in the world today? It doesn't matter who you run into, there's always going to be good there. Always. Yeah, you just have to look for it. Or be open to it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, thank you. I I love the the idea of, of recreating community. Mm-hmm. So it's like starting small and instead of trying to, um, you know, influence a, a million people or 10 million people, why don't you just start with, as you said, your family or your neighbour or your social yeah. circle, just start small and start there because that's where we need it most. Mm-hmm. And that's where you're going to have the biggest impact, right? Those are the people that are going to show up for you. Those are the people that are going to be there, you know, no matter what the rest of the people you know, look at how many people have that huge celebrity status and they do one thing that the public doesn't necessarily agree with and it crumbles because yep. it's all built on this falsehood of look at what I've put out there as to who I am. Is it authentic? I don't know. Maybe some of them are, all of them. I don't know. So I think it's really about being authentic, knowing who you are, knowing your core values, making sure you're doing it with integrity, right? Do you always do this even when nobody's looking, yep. right? Like yep. that's the thing. And accepting that nobody is, on all the time like you know we have cycles we have you know ebbs and flows that we go through and that's really about harmony it's not all about balance balance is kind of stagnant so if we're going with the ebb and flow we're kind of more in harmony and 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 the smaller those waves are the better we don't want to be like this all the time and so just learning how to ride those waves and knowing when what is your energy like and when can you give to others and how do you protect your energy and how do you refuel yourself in your energy and and being around those people that help you do that. Um, funny story. I, I know someone who watches the news and then they get all worked up and they're like so energized by it. And they're calling me and they're like, nah, 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 nah. and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like, why are you watching the news if this is how it makes you feel? Mm. Like that's not healthy. So maybe take a little break from that and let's watch something that's going to make you feel a little bit more positive or, you know, let's go for a walk or whatever. Like you need to like tune back into you and, and look at what's, 
what do you want to be seeing in the world? Because whatever we focus on is what we're going to attract. Yeah, yeah, very much. Um, reminded me of a comment that um, our, our good friend, Dr. James Rouse made, I think was the first Titans, uh, could be wrong, but he, it's one of the things he said was that he hadn't watched, uh, read or listened to the news since 1987 or something like that. So it was about 35 years since he'd um, engaged around mainstream news. Um, yeah. And he'd, he'd never been happier. And, and one of the things that Danette and I did when we came home after that was we stopped. Um, I turned the radio off in the car whenever we drove anywhere, just, you know, um, abandoned it altogether. And I think it's a, it's a wonderful thing to do. Me um, too. I never watch the news. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and the funny thing is you still find out what's going on because there's always somebody who wants to share. Um, and a lot of the time I would prefer that they didn't, but there you go. But that also yeah. um, sort of led me back to another question, if I may. And if anyone else has got questions, please jump in. I certainly don't want to monopolize it. But just the point about um, the comment you made about protecting your energy. And I'm really curious to to hear your thoughts on what have you noticed in the last couple of years um, in the people that you've engaged with around their ability to actually do that well? Because it's certainly what you know, what I've noticed is that of experiences sometimes to we're not as good or as um what's the word i'm looking for as, as conscious or as aware of things that drain our energy and and when we're in that really low energy space it becomes almost impossible for us to actually do anything to help anyone else to you know to be the spotlight sort of thing yeah for sure and i think that's one thing that people really need to do is learn how to be self-aware and tune into themselves and know when you're starting to feel drained and know what you need then to fuel yourself back up. Because, you know, like you said, you're not any good to anyone else if you're at that stage. And especially, I remember this um, back when my kids were young and I would go and run these huge events. And um, it would be like five or six days, you're on the road, you're running these events. And then I would be like leaving as soon as I could to get home, to be with the family again. But I was drained. I was like so tired and everything else. And the kids are climbing on you and just wanting your attention and your affection. It's like, I just didn't have it to give. So very early on, I learned that I stay that extra day and I go to the spa and I just refuel. Even if I just lock myself in the hotel room, order room service and just chill out, have a bath, do whatever I needed to do before I went home. So that when I got home, I was being fair to them. And I could then give them the attention that they needed and deserved because of course they missed me, right? I was super busy the whole time. And yes, I missed them, but it wasn't top of mind where they were like every second of their day, I wasn't there, right? So being yep. able to see yep. for them how that impacted them and then making sure that you can come back and be able to spend that time together. And so that was a huge learning curve for me. Nice, thank you. Thank you. I. Um... I can't remember where but I read If I can it, come back to your question, so, though, because you, yeah. you were talking about you were talking about some of the other people that um, you know that I worked with, and I think that some of them were very good at their boundaries, and others are not. And yep. so, at, in my role, it was really important to look for those signs of when they were kind of, you know, dropping a little bit. And then it was just like, okay, then it was my job to move them out of that scenario or into the next stage or whatever it was that we had to do, and kind of be that roadblock, you know, for them. And so that again comes back to caring about that person and 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 what is their energy and knowing how to feel it and tell where they're at and so i think that that's part of that role too is is being able to recognize those signs and then adapt and move that situation so that they can protect it yeah yeah nice 
Um, so it is it sort of like one of the sort of primary responsibilities for every single one of us, particularly as adults, maybe not so much children, but adults, one of our primary responsibilities is to look after ourselves first. And, and so yeah, many of us James don't Rouse do it. James Rouse says it best, right? Yeah, yeah, James Rouse says it best. Why are you settling for mediocrity in your self-care? It's the one thing that he said that hit me the very first time I heard him say it. And I was yeah. like, you're right. <laughs> I'm no good to anybody else if I'm not feeling yeah. my best. <laughs> and and doing that, um, and I thank you for reminding me of that question because it's such a great, such a powerful question. Um, doing it not because we're more important than anyone else, but because we're as important as everyone else. Um, yeah. But yeah, again, in this context of how can we be a, a spotlight and help other people shine, we have to take care of ourselves first. And I think that that's a big misconception because when you when you brought up this topic, I really thought about it. And one of the things that came up for me is what is the difference between shining the spotlight on someone else and people pleasing? Right? And there's yep. a fine line there because part of that tendency is probably a lot of people pleasing. But at the same time, if you're taking that self-care and making sure that you're taking care of yourself first, and if you're truly coming from a place where I'm not doing this because I want anything from you, I'm doing this because I care about you and your message and all the people that you're going to impact, that's a total shift in where this is coming from. And yeah. so I feel like it all comes back to that internal drive and what is it? And I know that what I do makes a huge impact for the person that I'm helping and that it's making an impact on so many other people that I could never possibly reach. So intention becomes critical. Yes. Yeah. It's all about the intention. Love it. Thank you. <laughs> Jess, I'll stop you. talking now. No, that was, that was amazing. Thank you so much. And Sherry, I want to say thank you so much for um, this podcast day. You've been amazing. I've taken so many notes. I've, this page is basically just full of notes. I, I've For a first podcast, you've absolutely smashed it. So thank you so much. Um, <laughs> thank I, you. I'll just go around the room quickly and just, uh, just get some final thoughts from everyone. So Al, any final thoughts you had on the topic of being the spotlight that helps others shine and what Sherry said today? Oh, so many great points you brought up, Sherry. I really love that last one for a measurement of you know, am I people pleasing or am I shining the spotlight on somebody else and coming back to you know am I being taken care of and the other thing I really love is understanding somebody else's why and getting them out of that you know we're just doing a task versus you know what is this really about thanks Sherry thank you awesome thanks Al um Danette, I'll throw to you just some final thoughts on being the spotlight that helps others shine or just even just the chat today. What a, an amazing conversation. Thank you so much, Sherry. I really loved the question that you said, and it was about focus, about what am I going to see in the world that is good today? And I really love that for the intention, but also where it focuses the brain. So imagine if everyone asked that every day. Wow. But thank you. That'd be awesome. Yeah, thank you. And thanks, Danette. Great, great questions. And Graham, uh, any final thoughts on the conversation today and being the spotlight that helps others shine? No, I um, I would like to indulge in a moment of pure selfishness and continue this conversation for another hour or two, but, but I won't do that. Um, I, I love the the question that Danette um, 
just reminded us of, you know, what am I going to see that's good in the world? And it's a beautiful way of focusing your attention, as she said. Uh, I just, it's been wonderful to, to connect with you again, Sherry. Um, it's been way too long. And um, so grateful for, for everything that you do and for who you are. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. And I love the way that you put this about shining the spotlight on others because, you know, I never really thought of what I do that way. And, and I think it sums it up nicely. So thank you for sharing that with me and for giving me this time. I, I really appreciate it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the Magical Learning Podcast, Sherry. We've loved it. Uh, thank you to Danette Graham and Alan for being on and Liv and Mark for sending in some questions. It's been a great chat. I've really, really loved it. Uh, as always, you can listen to this every week uh, and we're loving all the interaction we're getting with our uh, listeners as well. Sherry, I want to thank you again. Uh, and to everyone that's listening, have a magical week.